Osborne Cox? Yes. I thought you might be worried about the security of your shit. Here it is again, yet it stings like the first time. Seems it never ends. Double nickels on your dime. I thought we were friends. I guess it just depends who you ask. These feelings tend to leave me with a hole in my chest. Oh, 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 hey out there, welcome to our number 10 for exotic liability. This is Miss Jackalope, a.k.a. Karen, and who else is here? Got Ryan Jones and Don Bailey. Yay! <laughs> so, number 10. That's, number 10, indeed. Too, this is scary how fast we've gotten to number 10. Well, thank you for listening to all of them if you have. At, at the rate we're going, we'll catch up to the Paul.com and <laughs> got all those guys. Are, like, no problem. I think they're on, like, 150, but we could put spitting these out. We'll be up there, no problem. We'll be there next week. Right on. <laughs> right. So people have been calling us, and we've been getting all sorts of, like, voicemails, and we haven't heard them yet, so we're about to play them. And then, like we said before, if you call us, we'll play it on the air. No no censorship, anything. You're right there. We're going to get Rickrolled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was listening to uh, some of your podcasts on exotic liability. I love the show. I uh, hope you guys keep it up. And call me back. Who are you, Master Caller? <laughs> wow. So first off, he was smart and didn't leave a name. So yeah, no name guy. Let's uh, let's go ahead and call him back, and Karen can chat him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the Skype noise. Bloop. Hello. Hi there. We're uh, I'm Jackalope from Exotic Liability. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> So we were all like saying hello, and we don't know your name or anything like that. Uh, my name's Justin. Hey, Justin. <laughs> so you're a, how you doing, man? So you're so you're a fan of the show. How'd you find it? Um. Wow, I, I actually don't remember. I don't remember. Did Did we wake you I up? Was, uh, no, uh, uh, no. That's okay. fine. I, I work third shift actually. So ah, okay. Ew, so this is like the middle of the night. That's hot. And you're also uh, yeah, talking to Ryan, and, and we also have North, or North, uh, Don, Don Bailey, Bailey too. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I, I came across to perusing somewhere. I didn't go actually to your exotic liability site, but to your podcast site where I found you guys. It was some link from something related to Was it Podcast Alley? And exploits. Oh, was so- it what? You know, he said security. And, you said secure, some site with security and exploits on it? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, like, sexploits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sexploits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's something I'm still learning. <laughs> so, so would, if you don't mind us asking, and, and feel free to tell us to shut up and it's none of our business, but what, what do you do and, and uh, you know, how, how long have you been in, in, if you're in security, how long have you been? Just give us a little bit of idea of, like, about yourself and. How long have I been insecure? Wow. No, I said, I said, (laughs) sorry. The answer is yes. (laughs) I said insecurity. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Actually, I don't. And I work a nine to five. I'm a student. Oh, okay. So that's what it, if you want to take a step way back. uh, Wow. Right, right around 2000, we had like a statewide ISP in Michigan data center. We're doing stuff for people. And then, uh, weren't making any money at it closed it down what? actually made more money selling off the equipment. what ISP in Michigan and, uh, I need to know pardon me what ISP in Michigan I need I need to know 
we weren't we weren't a major one. You know, CompuLink. CompuLink. Do you I know? do. Don Don's actually from the the main streets of of mean streets of Flint, <laughs> Flint. Town, Michigan. <laughs> what part of Michigan are you from? Flint, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there representing the bedrock. It's all good. I actually made the mistake of driving through Flint one time. Did you get shot and, at? Uh, Did you have to eat some rabbits? Well, we we drove around every time thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> so you did get shot at and were forced to eat rabbit. No. That's what you're saying. No? No. Yeah. So, uh, forced to eat rabbit? Uh, it's a Michael Moore thing. If you don't know, it's better off. Uh, you know what? I never watched his film on, on Flint, Michigan. Good for I, you. I really didn't need to. You were like, this uh, is we're, we're, where I'm avoiding. We yeah. were right down the road from him, so. Yeah, you really shouldn't watch any of his stuff. I'm I'm just going to say it, that. It's pretty worthless. <laughs> <laughs> we're not Michael Moore fans. No, he actually grew up. He grew up in Davison, if you know where that is. It's a small little upper middle class suburbia that's uh, just east of Flint. So he talks ah. about, oh, I grew up in Flint, man. Hardcore. No, no, you didn't. Bullshit. You did not. <laughs> so, so what are you what are you studying in school? Are you are you going for like computer science? Or? Um, uh, computer science. That's a history major, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nice. No. No. I, I always thought it was. That's the joke I put to my computer science friends. By the time they're starting something, it's already obsolete. Um, that's true. You got to plan five years I'm sorry, so that? That Jackalope uh, spoke over you. Can you say that again? IT, IT technology, just a general degree, and then I wanted to focus on security. Cool. So um, the, the school you're at, do they actually offer, like, security classes, or, or is it just kind of like <laughs> the, a thought? No, they actually don't. I, I took one security class, which was a joke, and apparently now they are, as of 2010, changing over their whole curriculum to actually security course. Oh, um, cool. So no, and which I'm, I'm not too disappointed that I missed that because I, I don't really know that I would have learned much. The school hasn't given me a lot of knowledge other than the responsibility to stick to something and go every day and blah blah blah. Right. But uh, and it, but it's definitely given me that that slot of time every day where I can do my own research or sit down and study and stuff like that. But as far as the IT classes are, uh, just rehashing old stuff. Right. Well, that's kind of cool. Now you said they're going to refactor their uh, security offerings. Do you have you heard anything about their new security offerings? Do they sound good to you or interesting? Well, they're supposed to have a actual hands-on lab, um, uh, twenty-four, thirty-person lab. Each student is supposed to have their own Cisco box, their own uh, server box, and basically be able to do all their security tests and analysis via that. Uh, it sounds all right. It just, it just, uh, it just doesn't sound like like what realistic. It like maybe it's too canned. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It like you'll get a little bit of experience, but yeah, yeah, it's not going to yeah. be real world. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Exactly. It'll be it'll get taught by by doctorates and whatnot with lots of theory knowledge, but no actual. Yeah, you're like here's how, what I did when I was working in the trenches. Blah blah blah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you totally. And, you know, one cool thing you might want to do is talk to them if you've listened to our previous podcast. You might want to have them get involved in CCDC. Yeah, if they're not already in it, um, and I don't know which school it is, but there's the, you know, the, I don't know if you were listening to the podcast from last week. I have. I listened. Actually, I listened. I was writing a paper, ironically, on 
two of my final papers, one on virtualization and one in cloud computing, basically <laughs> the same thing. But uh, I listened to like all of your guys' podcasts like three times over. Wow. And then, nice. While I was writing. So, yeah, uh, you, should, you should do them twice a week so I have more to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> I don't know if we have time to do them twice a week. We're lucky we can do them once a week. So, was there anything what? you wanted? To, is there anything you wanted to ask us at all, or you just kind of called to say, "Hey, what's up?" Hey, what's up? Yay. I actually I called. I had a ton of questions in my head, and then uh, as is my style, I went ahead. Uh, I just need that motivation to say, "Hey, what, what should I ask them?" I asked a bunch of stuff about. Uh, OS. I have a couple of CentOS servers and securing that and all this other stuff that I wanted to know, but I already researched it myself. Well, good job. Good. Out. That's <laughs> so. mad props to you because a lot of people just don't, you know, they don't look at Google. They don't look at the internet. They don't look at all the information that's already out there. Yeah, they'd be calling us, asking oh. us about, hey, give me ideas for this paper I need to write for schools. <laughs> we'll just mm-hmm. tell you to write about porn. So, you know, that doesn't work. <laughs> that I have that down actually. The I, I do actually sit there when I'm listening to your podcast, and I, I you guys reference things like Maltigo. Wow, thank you. Yeah, and oh, yeah, and all sorts of other some some like little apps or programs I never heard of, and so I would just sit there and just keep typing as you guys are talking into Google and like downloading all this stuff. So we're taking you to school. There you are. <laughs> Hell yeah! Exactly. We taught you way more exactly. than your teachers that did you spend money on. Which is kind of scary. I went to like security classes, and I'm learning hell more here than like anywhere. Yeah, security. It's, it's a really. I mean, nothing against my professor. I've had uh, two main IT professors. One guy rocks uh, uh, my database programming and stuff like that. But he's actually in the field. He manages uh, two or three. He's the head of two or three databases. That. Uh, oh yeah, you guys are gonna like squeal out all the names, right? Well, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to say. Managed, yeah, like, yeah we'll, we won't. We won't mention. Um, well, we might have your name on there, but we won't say schools or companies' names. And if you, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, he he manages three of the uh, database. Okay. So he knows his stuff inside and out. I was able to like dig dig a bunch of knowledge out of him beyond the book of the class. Yeah, uh, dude. The funny thing is, for that specific class. A lot of the professors actually petitioned against the book because it was too advanced. Really? And they didn't want to teach it. Yeah, and he actually he actually had to go to the dean and get it approved because he said, "Well, yes, it's too advanced. That's the point of learning, you know." Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Well, so so they were saying it was too advanced for them to teach, or they thought it was too advanced for your your classmates and yourself to understand and comprehend. Their argument was it was. It was too advanced for the given field that it taught that the people that <laughs> never used the information that was in there. Wow. So well, I was happy that I actually got in on that year, on that semester, that class, because that was a, it was a great book. I still have it. And I was able to pry a lot of knowledge out of the professor, although he did stop me sometimes. I got into some security things like, well, you don't need to know that. Right. So do, do, you, do you think this is going to be one of those books that like you keep forever and you reference like, over the next 10 years, you're constantly pulling it out and thumbing through it and going, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. Or are you going to carve yeah, it out yeah. and put a gun in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the things have changed. Like Oracle's on 10 now, new, new exploits, PHP, SQL, different things. Uh, I did have one question that, that uh, uh, there's no hackerspace in my community. Okay. Ah. So uh, uh, me and one classmate who was... Uh, probably 
I don't want to say anything. But That's yeah, okay. me, me and one classmate that are actually have an aptitude for the degree that we're going for. Mm-hmm. In the class, uh, we were looking at starting one, and I was reading a bunch of information on that and getting a few more people into it. Well, you, um, you know, you, there, there's something really cool. Uh, since there's no, I mean, I was, you're talking about where the area that you live in, in in upstate New York, correct? Yeah, Buffalo. New York. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of. The asshole of New York. <laughs> I was there once. It's, it was very cold. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you. T- my first, my first year here, we had the October storm, where it snowed, freezing snow in October, okay. and all the trees still had leaves on them. Like two hundred thousand people lost electricity for like three weeks. Oh, oh wow. my god! <laughs> yeah, so was it due to skating? Like, so are you are, yeah. are you getting ready to graduate from school then? I'm getting ready to graduate from this one. I got okay. two I'm, more semesters, and then I'm probably going to go. Like, I'm, I'm thinking either Chicago or or somewhere in Florida, one okay. of the two, and just continue my education. So, if yeah. if you wanted to start a hackerspace out there, um, and since you're a student, it'd be it'd be a perfect way to do it. Um, just spread it all over campus. Like, talk to the CS people, talk to the engineering department. Just flyer the school, flyer the campus. And and see right. you know kind of kind of get like that first meeting together like like Nick was talking about about how you know just get a meet just get a bunch of people together and see you know kind of give them an idea of what the idea for the space is and depending on the school's attitude you guys might be able to get some some help from them like even just a meeting space to start off with you know like maybe a, an empty room or something while you couldn't store your stuff there you could at least have a space on campus to meet up with. Um, you you just, yeah, just till you guys figured out, you know, where to go and, 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 um, found a, found a particular spot for you guys to, to maybe pay together for. I mean, if you're in a move, um, you know, it'd be cool to start it off, but then make sure that you find somebody in those first couple of meetings to, to kind of keep it going. Um, and I'm sure that if you're going to go to Chicago or one of those big cities, I'm sure there's a space out there that you could probably get involved in. And if there's not, then. God, the scene out in Chicago is pretty decent, so I'm sure you could start one up pretty quick. Yeah, and in my experience, if there's an ACM at your school and if it's computer-related school, there most likely is, you could probably piggyback off their resources too. What's an ACM? Uh, Association for Computing and Machinery. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, just kind of flyer the school, like pick a day, maybe maybe right after finals or right, if I remember right, finals are coming up really soon, right? Like in about three weeks or so. Uh, depending on the school around here, we have like we actually have like we have two universities here. We have ten colleges here. Okay. So well, and then the other really thing, the other thing is, is you flyer all of them. Flyer the universities. Flyer the colleges. Yeah. Flyer even the even the trade schools and the um, community colleges because you'll you'll never know where you'll actually find somebody um, that that could be really cool and really interested in it. So. Um, I'd say, you know, pick a day out maybe a couple weeks from now that would give you the ability to, to flyer all those things and, and, you know, have people find those flyers because obviously, everything's, you know, it might take a couple of days for the flyers to get around. Um, hell, throw them in Starbucks, throw them in – if there's a 20 – I'm sure there's got to be a 2600 meeting in, in Buffalo, New York, um, and this Friday's first Friday, right? So yes. that should be a 2600 meeting out there. Um, go to that and talk to them. Go, hey, look, here's what I'm thinking about doing, and are, is there anybody inter- interested? And if so, you know, let's let's get together and work on this with me. I'd appreciate the help. So, yeah, if you're gonna if you're serious about it, then I'd start with with flying the school, flying some coffee shops around the schools, um, and, and going to that 2600 meeting this Friday. 
Yeah, you're just going to have to keep it grassroots. On the streets. I just typed in a 2600 like, .com and Buffalo at the same time on the internet and into Google, and the first thing that came up was a free Kevin demonstration for Buffalo. <laughs> I think that might be Kevin over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That might be a little dated. <laughs> but no, so, uh, so I, that's where I'd start um, and, and see who shows up and kind of go with it from there. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And I had one other question. Sure. I don't know how much time you guys have. Oh, much as um, you need. Sweet, sweet, because I, I, I got unlimited minutes on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, as far as getting into, like, the pen industry, sorry, pen tester industry, like the field, mm-hmm. again, that, um, how would I go about that? I mean, I, I basically got getting the degree, because I, I've done the, uh, not, not necessarily security, but I've done IT stuff for years and mm-hmm. then it got to a point where most of the jobs are requiring you need a degree to show what you know. Right. So one head is okay, I'll go get a degree. You know, I'll go get the service. And actually I go to Chicago Con. Uh unfortunately I have a boot camp that same weekend. Ah. Uh, if I don't go to the boot camp I don't get to, to pay for the my school will pay for the certification right. test for free. So uh I was like, ah, I guess I'll go to the next Chicago Con. But Chicago Con sounds awesome. Uh but how how would I go about like uh few steps, beginning steps to like get into the security field as far as pen testing and stuff like that, because it was definitely something I want to do. Wow. Do you go to uh, conventions at all? Like probably maybe ShmooCon, um, ChicagoCon in that area at all? I have not, no. I, we, the, actually, the last convention that was anything related to IT, and this is back when we had, we also had a couple computer shops in Michigan prior to the ISP, but um, it was uh, Comdex. And, like, wow. Comdex 2000 was awesome. But yeah. then one thereafter was pretty sad. Um, honestly, I'd start looking up things like, uh, well, any 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 uh, conferences in the area that you live in, and, and start going and just networking with people. You know, talking mm-hmm. to them, tell them what you're what you're studying, what your interests are. Um, see if you know, kind of poke and prod about what kind of, I guess, junior level positions they have. Because mm-hmm. um, no offense, it just sounds like you you don't have any ex- any current experience um, in in actual pen testing or in security, right? I have absolutely no, yeah, no experience in security okay. or pen testing. Actually, aside from what I've done on my own, right? Um, so yeah, the, the, I'd start ah, I'd start doing that. I'd start going to the conferences and networking with people now while you're still in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing to do is, I, honestly, I'd, I'd check out some of the government sites, government job sites, and poke around there because you have a degree, so that'll get your foot in the door with the government, um, and at least it'll get you some exposure to at a junior level to the pen testing stuff. I mean, there, you know, even if it's just God um, running Retina, at least you're getting exposed to some of the tools. You can start seeing some of the vulnerabilities and take that information and go back on your own little lab and play around. Um, right. learn learn a lot about VMware because it's your best friend when it comes to self research. Absolutely. Also, another thing. Oh yeah, you I, can have, do is I have VMware workstation on my desktop. Yeah, I'm like seven OSs running on my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> another thing you can do is you can actually just go around your local area and knock on the doors of security companies and say, "Hey, here's my resume. I've got a degree. I'm interested in getting in the field." and if you have a junior position, uh, you know, available or or anything where I can get some experience, I'll do whatever. You know, I mean, sometimes yeah, I would, it's that I easy. Wish, I would wish that there were actually places like that. Here, I've actually looked into it. And next, one of the students, uh, cohorts, classmates of mine, uh, who are 
doing an internship at a certain place, uh, I was not too impressed because he came into class and uh, he was talking how they uh, were unable to work on a client's computer because he had the the uh, just a password on there and they didn't know what it was. And I was like, that takes like ten minutes to reset, <laughs> or you can change it before you just pull it off with a rough crack, you know. So. Like, I wasn't too impressed with that company. There's there's a bank here that has their IT headquarters here. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm looking at uh, interning. But I don't know that I'll actually get any security experience from that. I, I just want it for the reference. Yeah, well, and honestly, even if that company that your friend was going to kind of sucks, it's still experienced <laughs> and it's still going to look good on your resume yeah. to get some, some someplace else down the road. Right, it's still resume fodder. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a Homeland Security yeah. office in Baltimore? Or uh, they actually, they actually Buffalo. put out a lot of jobs here for Homeland Security because we have borders, Border Patrol Security too here in Homeland Security. Oh, right. uh, yeah, sure. So right, right, Canada's like 10 miles away. Yeah, you yeah. got to keep out the evil, beady-eyed, flappy-head Canadians. I don't want them to yeah, their fucking yeah. maple syrup yeah. in here. And their horses. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, um, the, I don't know if you guys know of the Lackawanna 6. No. But oh, the, uh, yeah, they yeah. About that. The hijackers in 9 11. Oh. They actually came from Lackawanna, which is the next town over from Buffalo. Yeah. So they came through Canada. So there's a big push on that here. You see a bunch of Homeland Security. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, my friend, if you really want to, if you really want to go out there and get yourself a job, all you have to do is create yourself an XSS worm and throw that stuff on Twitter, <laughs> and you're done. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, if you create a Twitter worm, you'll get a job from some web application company. <laughs> <laughs> but that does bring up a good point, though. I mean, there's always the option of you going out there and researching exploits yourself, and then posting the information getting the credit for it, working with companies that will give you exposure, experience. And a lot of companies will pick you up just based on that. And you can do simple stuff like interesting cross-site scripting bugs. And that's really hot nowadays. So, And it's pretty simple to do. So that's that's definitely another avenue for you. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so much worried about the prestige and or the money. I'm just – I'm worried about the knowledge and one learning knowledge, which I, I do so on myself now. But – I, just to be in a company where people know more than me and I can ask questions uh, as opposed to referencing uh, what was uh, we in class. I referenced uh, ARP poisoning in class and the, the press had no idea what I was talking about. I referenced Blue uh, Pill. He didn't know what I was talking about. Wow. It's, it's just, it's really annoying. So. Yeah, and that's fair. But, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't bringing that stuff up for the prestige angle, but at the same time, exposure gives you the ability to interact with companies that you may not otherwise get the chance to interact with. So right, yeah. to, to, to get anything you can do to get your name out there, like say podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> they're useful. So, like I said, going to conferences, even if you, you know, have you might think it's a dumb speech or a dumb topic to talk about, but you have something that you you know enough about that you're comfortable talking in front of a group of people. Make make a make a submission on a little speech to you know some some local conference or some area conference and see if they submit it just to get your name and have more stuff on your resume showing that you have at least, you know, security background somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's all about getting your foot in that door. That's really what it comes down to. You can do interesting stuff I do stuff make later. really good espresso, so if they drink <laughs> coffee, I mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say something, but that's just me. Uh, I think I know where your head was. <laughs> it was. And it actually wasn't about you. It was about a uh, a friend of ours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Are you sure this person's probably still a friend after you uh, think about saying oh, what you weren't going to say? He, he's a friend. And actually, <laughs> if he's listening to this, he probably knows exactly what I was going to say. 
Um, I hope you're laughing. So, so no, man, I, I, you know, put, get your feet on the ground and start walking around and, and, and Google search things in your area and just go to them. I don't care how stupid they sound. You might run into one person that, you know, is, is worth a damn. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time doing this whole hackerspace thing, you might run into somebody that way too. That, that was my hope. Like I was like, I can industrial space here is so cheap right now. The the uh, economy here sucks. So industrial yeah. space is space is so cheap. And I was talking to my classmate. We both have like the basement labs and like just tons of junk. And it's like we can just put this somewhere else and have a lab and actually meet people that know what they're doing. And that that was my whole plan on that is to kind of a form of networking for for us that wouldn't cost us anything really. Yeah, no, that'd be that. I think that would probably help you out more than anything. Um, is getting that group of people together as a starting point and then kind of see what happens from there. I mean, there's not really a, I, I, I can't, I, from my own experience, I can't tell you that I had a, a, a plan in mind on getting into pen testing when I did. It just kind of um, fell in my place. lap, fell in my lap. I was in the right place at the right time. I knew the right people. Um, and that was from, you know, going to things like DEF CON and Black Hat and talking on IRC channels and email lists and whatever else I could get my hands on at the time. Um, and that, that just kind of fell in my lap. Um, so, so I guess, you know, try, try and learn as much as you can on your own, do the hackerspace thing, um, look around your area, um, see what's out there and go to it, no matter how silly and dumb it may sound. Um, especially if you've got any resellers out there, uh, any, any VARs, they always have <laughs> these little weird free conferences that that basically they're trying to get you to buy stuff or they're trying to treat their customers a certain way but their customers are the ones that'll hire you as well so go out there and talk to them and see what they're doing and you know look at products and get some information on products you can talk to the vendors even and say like hey you know are you guys looking for any kind of junior services guys or maybe even the var themselves is throwing that that function is looking for somebody sweet yeah, and also so. if you you want to hear another story, like I am a comic. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was a comic book store manager and a DJ, and I started going to DefCon at DefCon Seven, and started talking to everybody and networking and everybody, and realized that I really, really, really thought computer security was really fucking cool. So I started basically in, like learning a bunch of that stuff. And then she met so. three hundred three and became an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. So no, does that so does that anybody. does that a decent enough answer for you? I mean, it's it's a lot on yourself. Basically, you kind of have to put yourself out there and start looking on your own. There's not really a, a set plan. Oh yeah, I wasn't looking for an easy answer. You okay. don't find one. But, yeah, definitely, definitely helps me out. Yeah, so. Cool. But yeah, I think that hackerspace is, is a fucking phenomenal idea. Please do, please do it. Yes, yes. Well, we have two people right now, and I was going the whole two plus two thing that's on the hackerspace. So you need at least four people to get started. So uh, once we get four, we'll we'll start getting some members and stuff yeah we'll, we'll hit but we've already been looking at some industrial spaces for nice cool we'll, we'll hit that 2600 meeting on Friday and fly her out to school and see who shows up sweet yeah definitely good luck with that man I wish you the best right. of luck yeah and if you want to send Thank us a you. message we'll we'll put something on the website about about the new hackerspace in Buffalo New York hell yeah I'll promote you too you know when, when you set when you set your your date for your meeting we'll we'll you know put a put a post up on the on the ExoticLiability.com website. You know, we'll make sure it gets up there. Also, like your contact for uh, for hackerspaces could also be still Nick Farr, and you can be reached at HackDC.com. And thanks for your time. Thank you for having the show. It's, it's it's definitely the best podcast I've ever listened to. The first Aww. one, also. Aww. Well, thank you. I'm glad you like it. Glad we glad we broke your podcast cherry. <laughs> 
<laughs> right on. Well, thanks a lot, Justin. So Thank yeah, feel feel free to give us a call back again, or or yeah, let shoot us, us some messages. Let us know about that the hackerspace. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I want to hear more about that. It definitely will. Definitely will. Cool, man. Well, we'll talk to you again. After. Bye. Later. Later. So now you know the power of like randomly calling us. We'll call you back <laughs> and we'll like talk your ear off. Next thing you know, you become our guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, that was that was actually a really cool phone call with him because yeah, that was he, right. Like he led on to like so many different topics that a lot of people like afraid to ask about or everyone kind of asked about it, but no one really knows the answer or how to go about stuff. Yeah, that turned out really well. Um, you know, it's funny. He was talking about uh, the, the teachers and how he was really disappointed. And I, I actually liked his reference of computer science as a history class because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the brief attempt I made at college was we're going to teach you Pascal and Fortran and, and uh, God, what was the other word? Ada? Oh, yeah, I, either, you know, just, I was kind of sitting there going, all right, well, this is 1993, 92. Um, these languages are already useless. <laughs> of course, COBOL would have been nice to know in 1999 or 1998. Yeah, Those guys made a fuck ton of money. Yeah, they did. And then they all Especially went back. GM. Yeah, and they all went back in retirement. Yeah. <laughs> That's what actually bankrupt GM was the Y2K bug. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the unions. It wasn't the fact that no one buys cars. It was, no, it was the Y2K bug. Took it nine years, <laughs> <laughs> but no. And he was talking about how um, his teachers don't know about things like God, the blue pill that's been in the news for what two or three years now. Oh yeah, of jo- quite a Johanna. while. Yeah. Um, how do you, as a teacher in comp sci or comp sec, not run across that shit? Yeah, it's pretty surreal to even hear about somebody in the academia community that <laughs> hasn't heard about that, mm-hmm. especially with all the papers that have spawned based on that research right. that are being submitted to Usenix and all that other stuff. You just think that, you know, people are going to at least hear the term. Well, and as a teacher, wouldn't they be reading, like, the God, network world, um, computer yeah. world, I mean, any of the trade rags? All of them have mentioned it, the blue pill at some point. I Absolutely. Mean, God, it's <laughs> amazing to me that, you know, as a teacher, you wouldn't feel a responsibility at, like, keeping some content. I mean, I realize it can't all be in the book. Sure. The books have, you know, a set timeline. It usually takes about a year for it to become a textbook and all that crap. But I can't let this slide. i got to be like, you're, most people are probably thinking, oh, the other blue pill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the Matrix one. Um, the, the one that deals with virtualization. And not um, the special one you have to call a doctor after four hours. <laughs> oh, when you get your priapism. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, I just, it blows me away when he says things like, yeah, our teachers didn't know what, what our poisoning was or what what the blue pill was. I'm like, wow. Yeah, um, our poison. I mean, okay, I can kind of, I can maybe, I can forgive the blue pill thing a little bit. But our poisoning? But our poisoning? How long no. has that been around? It's been around, Jesus. You don't, you don't even have to be in security to understand no, that our just networking, has flaws. Isn't it? Yeah, it's just a networking protocol. That's all it is. It has I mean, flaws. It's just, it's, but it's, I mean, ARP is... It's basic networking. Oh, There's yeah. no reason you shouldn't understand what art poisoning is if you're if you're a teacher. I mean, Absolutely. you had to go through enough classes where. Sure, you know I mean, what you may not recognize is. the term art poisoning. Right. But come on, you should have been able to analyze the protocol at some point. You you understand the concept, so why is that hard? All right. Now I would forgive a teacher if if he didn't know, but came back in the next class and said, "So I was googling." Art poisoning, or whatever it is that the guy brought up that he didn't know, and sure. so like, I was wow, listening to really Exotic Liability, and then I decided <laughs> to uh, look this up. Oh, so I was listening to Exotic Maltigo. Liability and realized they were talking about me. Yeah, and so I went out and googled Blue Pill. Um, I mean, if the teacher came back with that, and the, to me, that's part of a teacher's job. 
You know, Absolutely. if a student asks you a question and you say, I don't know, you better come back with an answer, maybe not the next class, but relatively soon. Mm-hmm. That's part of your job is to teach your students, not just go, hey, here's the book and I'm going to read it to you. Yeah. And I'm always right. Because, you know, then you're not teaching them shit. You're, Absolutely. I can read a fucking book on my own and save $20,000 a year. And this is why I dropped out of college. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so the lesson here is fuck school. No, um, <laughs> stay in school, kids. Don't do drugs. You're, Hug your parents till you're 18. Um, and you can stop hugging your parents when you're 18, apparently, too. My daughter's going to hear this one day and go, Dad, you told me to do drugs. <laughs> I've already I dropped got, out I've, of school because <laughs> of you. Dad didn't go to college. I've already gotten enough of that. She's only four and a half. Yeah. Um, she was watching. She she saw the Tiger Team shows. Oh. Her, her mom keeps them on the DVR. Really? So that, you know, every now and then she'll be like, Mom, I want to watch Daddy on TV. And she'll show um. me. She'll play the Tiger Team thing. It's it's amusing. Sure. Um, but <laughs> she they were in they were in a shopping mall or something, and she and my daughter had picked up. Um, she was trying on like the cheap bracelets at the counter. Sure. And she was putting them on, putting them back on the rack, and putting them on her wrist, and putting them back on the rack. And they left the store and they went running through the mall to do other errands. And they come back and and her mom puts her in the car, and she notices this big giant bracelet on my daughter's wrist. Oh no. And she's like, we oh, we gone. have we have to bring that back. We can't. We didn't pay for that. We have to bring it back. She's trying to teach her, you know, you don't steal. And she's like, no, mom, it's mine. I I have it. It's mine. She goes, no, honey, we didn't pay for it. So it's stealing, and stealing is not right. It's it's rude and blah blah blah. My, my wife, my my mom, her mom has a big thing for rudeness and politeness and manners. Sure, which is fine by me. Um, but yeah, so. I was like, no, mom, it, it's mine. And she's like, no, it's stealing. We didn't pay for it. We're throwing it back. So she looks at her mom and she says, well, mom, dad steals all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of went, what? She goes, daddy steals. Daddy stole a car. <laughs> <laughs> and daddy stole jewelry. <laughs> it was on oh, TV. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> My God, like, what do you say to that? That well, is priceless. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and then, of course, it kind of became the response of, well, that's daddy's job. Well, I want that job. That's my job now is to steal. <laughs> <laughs> like four-year-old logic is the most difficult thing in the world to argue with. Oh, yeah, it is. Because now she's, she's like, a pen tester and anytime she walks by a store. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> red team. Yeah, four-year-old red team. Who would stop her, honestly? Like, no. she's four. She's cute as hell. And they're like, <laughs> oh, look at the little four-year-old. She must be looking for her dad. I'll just go ahead and give her 50 cents to necklace. She'd be it's the cool. best social engineering tool ever. <laughs> hmm, don't give us ideas. Hey, <laughs> come with us. The next time we do a break into a building, we're going to distract them with this four-year-old little girl. Which is sad because it would so work. Oh, it People would. People are like, oh, oh yeah. I'm going to look over here and talk to this four little girl. Yeah, absolutely. Children like, children and puppies. Secretaries. Puppies are really good distraction tools. Yeah, Chocolate. the secretaries would be talking about how cute her dress is and all oh, this yeah. other stuff while you're jumping to the turnstile. Oh, yeah. So this yeah, is definitely like just add this to your social engineering list of uh, have a weapons. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> have her adopt a kid or just borrow one from an adoption home. I like that. Have a oh, kid. Man. That gives you an excuse to have sex. Oh. Since when do you need an excuse to have sex? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. moving on. Moving on. So what fun stuff uh, What fun stuff do we have for, uh, well, for news well, and stuff? Well, we've, you know, we keep talking about the whole NSA taking over or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a pretty common topic over the last nine podcasts. Um, the NSA was talking about uh, the director of the NSA on on uh, Tuesday, I think, was talking about how yeah, at RSA. he doesn't want to he doesn't want to take over anything. 
Uh, we don't want to run cybersecurity for the government. This was at the RSA conference. We just wanted to fool you into it. Right. <laughs> he, uh, he said instead the Homeland Security Department should continue to oversee Internet and computer security for civilian agencies, and the NSA would provide that for military agencies. I see. I think that Homeland Security has done such a bang-up job with with the civilian agencies that that, that sounds like a fucking yeah. great idea. Golden. Like, Golden where is idea. the line? Because, anyway. I mean, at this point, the Office of Inspector General, they're bored. They have nothing to check anymore because the government is so secure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, and so that kind of – he went on about, you know, the whole uh, – th- that kind of also talked – we were also talking about a lot about the whole uh, – it's the, the the whole everybody wants to have the cyber warfare capability everybody wants to take cyber command and there was a blog that I was reading over uh, over the week about how it all fails and I actually loved it and, and in the first like two paragraphs this guy had me because his name's Robert Graham and the blog is uh, erratasec.blogspot.com e-r-r-a-t-a-s-e-c dot blogspot.com and he did it on Wednesday it was about um how the biggest problem with with cyber warfare and how they're trying to do a cyber command is that they're trying to treat an asymmetric warfare style symmetrically. So basically, let, let's take this as an example. Um, the general walks into his room of, of hackers um, and says, I want you to turn off the radar. I want you to hack the radar of, I don't know, Jordan, oh, Syria, all wearing hats. Iran. And Shipley they're says all what? wearing black hats. All the hackers in the room are wearing black hats. Um... It, it, that's not the way cyber warfare would really work. I mean, the point is, is like, okay, let's give a, a team of guys a month. All right, what can you get on XYZ country? What can you get on China? What can you get on Iran? What can you get on whatever? But you can't just walk in the room and go, hey, do this. It's not like click of a button. Okay, radar's off. We did that. I mean, you have to actually like look at what's out there in the first place. Maybe they can't get to the radar in the first place. So uh, the military keeps trying to do like, here, we're going to put these guys right here, and they're going to do this without even going. Well, we don't really, we're not really sure what their capabilities are yet because we haven't done any recon, reconnaissance or intel gathering. Um, so you know they're going to be like, "Hey, turn off the radar." Well, we can't do that. We can turn off their power. Well, okay, if they knew that ahead of time, they could have just said, "Turn off the power," then the radar goes down too. Um, so yeah, and you tell a hacker, "Go after this country," and he'll come back and tell you what his capabilities will be. Versus, hey, go do this at this country. It, it, it's not going to work. And that's basically a, a very messed up way of explaining how this guy did a really good <laughs> job on his blog. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'd suggest go reading it. He, he did a really good job about, about explaining the biggest problem with cyber commands. I really liked it. Um, and I tried to explain it. It didn't work out very well. <laughs> There's some more. But basically... <clears throat> RSA seem to make all these crazy discoveries that I'm sure a lot of people out there are just going, well, duh. I don't know. just like um, trying to figure out what else is out here. But there's a lot of stuff. That the, the new Windows 7 rootkit that Hack in a Box guys popped out with. Um, I haven't messed with Windows 7 at all, but I still find it highly amusing that they have a supposedly unfixable rootkit for an OS that hasn't had a final release yet. Nice. Unfixable, huh? Yeah, kind of like unhackable. You know, can't can't happen. It's it's unhackable. It's unfixable. It can't um, I hate <laughs> finite words like that. Like it'll ne- <laughs> it'll never happen. Right. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, there is a. 
hackers broke into the Joint Strike Fighter project, and and it was actually in uh, Network World, the little article I found on it. Yeah, they were like, oh, these hackers broke into the DoD computers and downloaded terabytes of data. Terabytes? Seriously? Terabytes. That's a long time to be in a fucking DoD system. How long did they have access to this? Like a year? It does. Down I, data? No shit. It no doesn't, one saw. Them. It doesn't say, but it says they downloaded terabytes of data containing design information about the Joint Strike Fighter, three hundred billion dollars stealth fighter currently under development. Okay, under development. Someone yeah. better have this built in their basement in the next two months, and I want to see it. Um, well, the question is really like, how? Uh, how? What do they consider a hacker? Was it over the internet attack? Was it a red team? Doesn't Did say. They just, yeah, this goes back. Says, to well, because they can, you know, these kind of guys are like or external. Yeah, that's the thing. These kind of guys <laughs> right. are like, well, download could be somebody sticking a USB stick in. Right, which that to me makes more sense than absolutely if it's downloading terabytes. terabytes of data over the internet. I yeah. can't imagine they wouldn't be like. Hey, what's this FTP going out from this classified network yeah. to Russia? Or if it's <laughs> or if it's like a covert channel, you know, it's going to take even like you know ten times as long well, because right. the data is it's you know bite by bite. But, so, but still, it would it have it would have to be noticed at some point that yeah. it couldn't just gone over the internet. It had to be some internal. I, I would hope it was an internal job. Otherwise, this my, is a my, my faith issue. in Homeland Security and the NSA just went drastically oh, yeah. down. Absolutely. It, it wasn't very high in the first place, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good thing they took yeah. it over. Terabytes and terabytes. That's just sick. Right. Downloaded terabytes of data. And then the best part was um, the stolen files all relate to the design of the Joint Strike Fighter and its electronic systems, oh, saying wow. saying that they could be used to help defend against the jet. So, like, all this shit, basically sell it to a country that we would attack with this fighter and, and they know how to detect it and shoot it down suddenly. Hey, Tehran. Right. I got some <laughs> shit for you right now. Right. But then the next paragraph, however, the most sensitive files were not compromised. And then it goes on since they were stored on computers. Okay, maybe it was external because it says most sensitive files were not compromised since they are stored on computers not connected to the Internet. All right. So someone downloaded terabytes of data over the Internet from DoD computers on a joint on a $300 billion project. See, that's still sketchy, though, because what do they consider Internet? Is an internal right, network and, that somebody and, could physically access the Internet? Right. And even now it says, you know, that the reported attack raised more questions than it answered. No one knows how they got in. Um, well, at least that's fair. Right. <laughs> the report did not say how attackers managed to download terabytes of data before being discovered. Um, considering, yeah, a terabyte takes, like, what, a week? Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe somebody put it on BitTorrent. If it's coming from <laughs> Russia or, like, Kyrgyzstan or something, it, it'd be, like, a year Right, and of course, you know, so Chi- China places. China was suggested as a possible assault. Oh, of course, because it's always China. Right, because <laughs> um, there's no other countries like oh, there's no other Israel country that has France problems with the U.S. Japan that that does any of that in- industrial espionage. Of course or, not. Um, but I, I don't know. To me, <laughs> the fact that the most sensitive files were not compromised, I would love to know what those files were because, to <laughs> to me, the files saying how to defend against the jet are pretty fucking sensitive. Well, since that's the point of the Joint Strike Fighter is to fight. <laughs> yeah. And and figuring out oh, having access to documents that teach you how to break that stuff. How right. is that not the most sensitive? Right. To me that that's way better than rebuilding the fighter is actually yeah. knowing how so to So really what it. they're yeah. saying is the most sensitive files are just porn of the people that work at the Pentagon. Right. It was it was the guy fucking the girl in the It's cockpit. like Madeline Albright or something. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just like no really, really bad image. Most sensitive files ever. Right. <laughs> right on. I just want to let you know. Also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody and exotic lot of like oh, I can't talk today. <laughs> exotic 
Love Exoticviability.com. Oh I'm the one drinking the scotch. <laughs> yes. What's your problem? <laughs> no more Irish coffee for her. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to everyone who voted on the, for Podcast Alley and everyone who retweeted us. And Yeah, we're up to uh, number four on Podcast Alley. Is it right? Number yeah. four. Last time we checked this morning. All, the voting also starts every month again, which is kind of lame. So we'll probably oh, throw really? out some stuff in the next like. So I gotta, I so. gotta, I gotta harass my friends every month to go vote. So just know that we're sorry, but we're still gonna harass you anyway, and just bookmark it or something. <laughs> we apologize. Well, yeah, how how relevant is it if they're redoing this every month, though? You know, oh, I just well, I mean, some of the stuff we were up against was like HD TV podcast. Right? Yeah, I noticed that uh, they weren't necessarily security podcasts; they were just tech. Yeah, um, but there were like forty five hundred of them, I think, roughly. So that was kind of cool. We got the number four. It I, is cool. I, I think we had we were at number like four hundred after the first set of podcasts. Oh, really? The first five, we got up to four hundred. Very nice. So, yeah. So thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, make sure you subscribe to iTunes and download through there so that we can get all that prettiness uh, up on the front page <laughs> with 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 Eddie's Eddie's dead lizard yeah, skeleton that would be really logo cool. <laughs> right uh, next to Twits. Right. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Oh, you know, Apple downloaded their billionth application or their yeah, it was their yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't the Baby Shaker app. It wasn't. It was not. What app was it? Do you remember? Bump something. I I can't remember exactly what it. I was. I know it was a kid that did it. It was, was like it, a, a it was a yeah, it was like a thirteen year old kid. So he got really he, he got, got the ten thousand. He got prize. the Apple prize pack. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's thrilled. I'm, I, <laughs> at the same time, it was a thirteen year old with an iPhone or an iPod Touch. So I, yeah, so I, he probably doesn't really. He probably need gets money. whatever he wants anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now he's got ten thousand dollars worth of like garbage pail kids or something. Oh. Do they still sell garbage pail kids? I don't even know, but that'd be badass if they did. <laughs> we should do like hacker pail kids. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. Um, so, yeah, props out to all you guys for taking care of us and, and putting up with our spam and uh, and and actually acting on it. We still have our Facebook page. I think we're up to, like, 50-something people on there. Um, ExoticLiability.com is between, like, 85 and 90 people. Cool. Um, we're also on LinkedIn <clears throat> as a group. Yep, we're on LinkedIn. Um, we do have a Twitter, right? What is it? Is yeah, it ExoticLiability.com? One word. It's actually just exotic liability. Really, okay. really fast. you got to say it fast. <laughs> That's the only way it'll come up. Um, you have to say it three times, just once. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll yes, talk you to you guys it. next time. <laughs> <laughs> I just cut you off. <laughs> Sad panda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so next time we'll, we'll go in. Speaking of Twitter, I think on the next podcast we'll have to have an update from uh, Jackalope on, on the Twitter findings from a few podcasts ago. We actually finally got a response from them. Um, and then we'll talk to a couple people and see what's going on. So we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Say goodnight. <Bye>. <laughs> Say goodbye from <laughs> Good night. Don Ryan and the Sad Panda. <laughs>